All right, guys, we've got a, another show of conversation for you. Uh, tonight we're going to be covering uh, the, the Chiefs versus the Patriots game. Um, as you guys all saw last night, uh, Chiefs smacked the Patriots upside their head uh, on their um, homecoming, and we wanted to get everybody's take on that. I'm going to start with you, Tripp. Uh, what did you see and, and what would you expect to see? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I guess I'm so out of the loop. I didn't even know that game was on last night. Uh, mm. So, all right. Cold truth. Sobering. My expectation, I didn't even know. It was very sobering. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that was a matchup. Um, I, I Sorry, like let's, it. let's pretend. Let's, let's pretend you you knew <laughs> right, the right. game was on. Like, what did you expect to happen? Right, right. Not, I, uh, so, out of the matchup of last year, um, I thought it was a good matchup. I thought it would be a good game. They both have a lot of uh, offensive pieces, like explosive pieces, and they both have decent defenses. Um, so when I did see that it was that matchup, I was looking for a decent game. Um, I got that. Uh, I really didn't care about the winner, but it was, it was definitely a good game. Uh, it even got my fantasy juices going watching it because I'm mm-hmm. like, both their running backs, as they're scoring, I'm like, these aren't two huge names. I know they didn't get drafted high, but both of them are killing. Whoever drafted either one of these players, and if they played them, they're probably going to win just because that type of player is not expected to have the, the games, especially the Kansas mm-hmm. City running back. But uh, He was a monster in college. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I... I always get um, get plagued with that, um, seeing what they did in college and expecting the NFL. So I always now try to wait to see. Uh, he, he was a monster in college with Toledo, but he wasn't um, a high-profile running back. Uh, definitely, definitely put all those teams that didn't draft him on notice that uh, he looks like a star. Well, I mean, a couple, a couple things though with him. I, I, I agree with you on the not like not looking at college a hundred percent, but I also will look at the team in Kansas City. I feel like they're almost patriot-like in in terms of the plug and play. So when I saw they went to him, I thought that'd be good. But but go go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, that kind of was really it for that. Um, I guess. Not not knowing going into the game running backs because uh, I'm a huge running back and both those running backs, uh, Gillisley or how do you say his name? Um, he's been in the league for a few years, but he's not a you know. Neither had a marquee name, but I think both running backs, even though the one on the Patriots lost, uh, put in the type of games I I like to go see from running backs. So I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Okay, all right. Kevin, what about you? I always enjoy watching the Patriots lose. So Man, even that's though, why you're my brother right there. <laughs> I, love, I love to see Tom Brady frustrated and confused and yelling at referees as if somehow that had something to do with that whooping they took from Kansas City. So mm-hmm. the two biggest things that really stood out for me, uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt, 
I tell you, to go from your first ever handoff in the NFL as a fumble to be able to mentally bounce back in New England against the Patriots and put up record-breaking numbers says a lot about, I think, the kind of football player he's probably going to be this year. Um, and Yeah, I agree. That took a lot of character to bounce back from that. And, right? And so the, the other big thing for me was Alex Smith. Alex Smith was throwing that football like a young Brett Favre. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know he could throw that far. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know he could throw that hard. I mean, he had a couple passes that were lightning rods. Um, and I mean, he's always been accurate. And I know he's always got the game manager label. There were some reports that came out before the game that he's been, I guess, this off season or this preseason, he's been frustrated. Just I guess with the media. And I don't know if this is Alex Smith's year to, you know, to like to to turn from a game game manager to a game changer. But when you can outplay Tom Brady in his house after, I mean, the first game of the season after your Super Bowl parade and and dance, uh, mm-hmm. you get a lot of you get a lot of respect for me. So th- those were the two biggest things that stood out. I don't I don't watch Kansas City a whole lot, even though I have the Sunday ticket. It's just not a team that I follow. And one mm-hmm. thing that I really liked about them was their offense. Um, man, I, I could only imagine trying to have to game plan to defend that. Like you said, I mean, I think you said it perfectly when you said it's plug and play. Um, they have like three guys on their roster right now that look like Tyreek Hill. And, they, yeah. and, and, they're all, and they're all over the field in positions. I mean, I saw – I saw Kels, their tight end in the H back formation, take a take a shovel pass out of the backfield. I said, "Okay, wait a minute." Mm-hmm. I mean, this, yeah, you took a few of those. If if this offense, like, I mean, I I, I like Andy Reid. I've always been a fan of Andy Reid. I always like. Uh, yeah, me, me. I was about to say that too. I'm a fan of the screen yeah. pass. Trip makes fun of me about it, but I like it. <laughs> well, when you got when you got players like Kansas City has, I think you're going to see a ton of screen passes. Um, but I mean, just. Their offense is, is so – it's one of those things where their formations, they'll line up in so many different kinds of formations and shift people mm-hmm. around. It, it's definitely going to be a problem. Um, I I got lucky enough to start Gilsley and Tyreek Hill. The funny part is I was changing my lineup all up until kickoff, and finally I was like, all right, let me plug Gilsley in. Maybe he'll be the new blunt for them. And it was really hard for me to take Tyreek out um, one of the biggest reasons I was going to bench him, though, is because Belichick will take away your number one option, at least, at least normally. Um, and and I don't, and, and I usually don't trust Thursday night. The, the, well, yeah, and opening opening games, but I mean to put forty two points up against the Patriots and over five hundred yards of offense. I, you know, I, I know it's early, and I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but. No, say it, man. That's what this show's about, bold predictions. And I hate them. I hate Tom Brady. I hate his face. Billichick, I want to slap him with powder. So this was (laughs) so much fun watching this. So much fun. It it was great to see the the clock wind down uh, and then have to, like, sulk and and walk away slowly. But Tom Brady did Mm -hmm. not look good. He did not look good at all. I mean, I'm sure he'll bounce back, but that – I. I haven't seen a game that all for him in, in a while, so that's that's really what stood out for me. Well, honestly, man, I've been I've been waiting for this day. I really hope the Father Time catches up with him because I'm I, I'm tired of him in my division. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Causing problems. I think he's had his time. I think I think his time is up. Father time's undefeated. But um, yeah. but yeah, I I I think I respect his work. I just don't like him or his organization at all. So to see that happen on his homecoming after the Super Bowl on opening night, mm. I mean, you got to think about it. Uh, is it is it Jets and Buffalo play this Sunday? Yeah, because the Miami game is canceled. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. going to be playing for first place. And you yeah. know what? As long as it's not the Patriots playing for first place, I'm happy. Look, so, look let, let this sink in. Right now, the Patriots have the worst record in the NFL. <laughs> it's just a good day. Whenever you can say that, it's a good day. You know, and they're going to have to eat that till next week. And then they're going, they're going to New Orleans. And everybody thinks they're going to beat up New Orleans, but I don't think that's going to happen. I understand what you, you're, you're, you're saying. Um, and I want to say two things. So I'll say something first. I guess I got that old, um, um, that we know you get, like, kidnapped, that syndrome, like, that old slave master syndrome. Um, I don't like seeing master get beat. What is it, what is it called? What is it called? Um, no, we got to get this syndrome. straight. Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. yeah. I guess I, Goodness. you know, I like, I like watching the Patriots win. Um, <laughs> Unless it's against the Ravens. If it's against the Ravens, no, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, so I, I do want to say that. Uh, and um, as far as watching them lose, I do take a little joy in watching them lose. Um, but the only thing I don't like is when they get beat bad early because it puts a – like you saw what happened when they suspended Tom Brady, everybody – I remember people saying they were going to go 0-4, 0-5. Like, yeah. the backups were going undefeated. So, I don't like seeing – I don't like them having – I don't like them needing a chip on their shoulder. To me, yeah. they're like the bully that if he gets beat up, you don't even acknowledge it. You just stare forward, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you don't want him to feel a certain way. Just let him have his moment. Don't, don't, don't let him get that chip on his shoulder. So, I don't – I don't like seeing them get punched in the mouth at home this early in the year where now they have a time to rip up their plan and, and rewrite stuff to their roster. Um, You're right, because Belichick will use that as bulletin board material. Right. And drill it uh, in their hands. Brady, oh, yeah. Brady will, too, because um, I don't think Brady had a bad game as much as I don't think his offensive pieces knew what they were doing. That's a, com- that's a complex offense. Kansas City defense did play well, but the Patriots were winning most of the game until they had a couple offensive injuries um, and the bowler went out. Um, and they're already missing their number one receiver. Uh, so, like, you could see Tom Brady had time. He just couldn't find anybody. So, I don't I don't see any, any issue on their side. You know, it's the first game. Kansas City, though, looks real good. I think they're going to be making they a do. lot of noise through the season because they got the offense and the defense, um, and it's a ball control. You know, at the end they're running the ball and and moving it. They can pass it. They have weapons. Great special teams. Um, Justin Houston's back two years ago. That they said he had twenty yeah. sacks. Yeah, he, he, he had a big he game. Was called, yeah, he had a big game. So so he's he's. 100%, I guess you could say. I'm not going to say they're the top the top contender on the West, but uh, I, I'd say the effort they just put out, um, yeah. I want to see the Raiders 
Yeah, it definitely put the Raiders on notice. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the Raiders watched that game and said, oh, um, <laughs> we we might have a problem on our hands because Kansas City looked good. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I, they they were so good in fantasy points. Alex Smith had 42 points. Now, when's the last time you've ever heard I know, and like Smith is a fantasy dream person. No, it doesn't make sense, but it was the right time, and it was entertaining. I mean, when when he was with Harbaugh, he had he had some some good years because I I picked him up um, when he was with Harbaugh before Kaepernick got in. Um, But I I mean, he holds it down and he's consistent. But just I mean, you're talking about a good fantasy like put out for him is like what seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, like that's a solid yeah. game, you know. For him right. to do twelve to fifteen points, you're happy, right? And and when you're jumping up thirty points, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's a big that, deal. that game. I think um, they showed a statistic. He he hasn't had double digit. Uh, you want to order another order win? Three hundred yard games. Uh, yeah. His biggest problem. I could I could eat five more, but I'm not. To to me, he's always been a good quarterback. He just yeah. doesn't throw the ball deep, where where this game, I'm not necessarily saying he was throwing the ball deep, but, uh, I mean, a couple plays he did, but I, I think, especially that one play he threw to the running back that was a deep play, you can yeah. see he had Kelsey open, but you can see the coverage that he knew there was nobody in the yeah. middle, and instead yeah. of throwing the safe, easy pass that was open, he went to his running back streaking across the middle and then yeah. ran, what, 70, 60, 70 yards. So um, yeah. just little little things like that. And, and and I think he said the offense has really been clicking, that they're, they're looking for bigger plays. And I think that's all he needs. Just a mindset of let's get the bigger play, not the short play. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I, on that play especially, I mean, he waited and, and – you know, they showed the replay a bunch of times, but they showed one from his viewpoint in the pocket. And, I mean, he waited. And like you said, he knew he knew there was no one open or there was no defense in the middle of the field, and he was just waiting for that running back to make that post. And once he did, I mean, he, I mean he's always been accurate, but that had a lot of touch on that pass because he threw that almost before he even made his cut for the post. And, uh, and yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a oh, perfect we're talking well, he, about he's always had, he's always had touch though, but I didn't. When you have that combination of uh, touch and like accuracy and you know the, the, yeah. you talk about the big arm and patience and timing together, that's what that throw was. And I think you know yeah. when he threw it, I was like, huh? Like <laughs> you know what I mean? I was I was waiting for it, for him to do take the safe pass too, but I mean it was <laughs> aggressive, and and the media yeah. will do that to you. You know it'll it'll make you push yourself. So. It's, that was a good stuff. Well, that that and they drafted uh they drafted a top quarterback. That that will definitely fire you up. <laughs> yeah. It will, yeah. Yeah. yeah for, definitely... Kansas City, for Kansas City to have a seventy yard touchdown pass to a running back that wasn't a screen pass, that's that's saying something else. No. Yeah, that too. Um uh but but uh talk about throws, that one throw Tom Brady had from the twenty to the twenty. That's crazy. At 40 years old, and you're still throwing, what is that, 60-yard bomb? Yeah. I, I think it was like the second half he threw it to Cooks. Um, yeah. 
that's going to be a big combo. Once once they really figure it out, because of Cook's speed, like, sure, you know, Tom, Tom Brady can roll you, you you asleep, and then the next thing you know, it's a play action, and he's, he's throwing a rainbow out there. That's true. That's true. Well, hopefully it doesn't uh, continue like that, and they don't click. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but what what else? I, what, I, I one of actually, one of the things. Of, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I was I was surprised at um, the Patriots defense. I mean they, and I get it. It's the first game, and everyone's you know still getting adjusted. But I I've never seen. I mean it's been years. First of all, it's never happened under Bill Belichick given that many points that or that many yards. It's the first time in his career, um, and the fact that is that right? Because yeah, I've never yeah. really respected their defense. Like I, I always um, looked at them, and I and I have to look at the numbers, but I I look at them as like a playmaking defense. But I've seen them get torched before. Oh, I don't know. I I, I, I can't I can't pull out. I can't. I'm trying to think of a game where they got they got the lumber laid to them like this one. No, but no, I've never last, really. The last time they got blown out was against Kansas City a year ago. Oh, wow. They were in Kansas City and they got blown out. Yeah. Do you remember the score? I don't, but it wasn't as high as the one last night. It wasn't that So It was more of Kansas City had a lot and and they just couldn't score? Yeah. um, Yeah, because I think at that point they were were saying it was over for Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. The newspapers were saying that uh, Brady and Belichick were – were infighting and and, uh, and maybe it's time for them to part ways and and all this and that. But no, I mean, and, and you're you're right, Dwayne. They're definitely a playmaking defense. But I mean, they normally have a top ten defense every year. They finish usually top ten. So. Okay. Yeah. Just, I, I just I, for some reason I do have a, a memory of them just giving up a lot. Like they've they always know. been don't break. But I just I don't right. know. Even against the Dolphins, I've seen I've seen the Dolphins put up 400 yards on them. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, I always watch that game. But I, I just don't think of them as like an elite. I mean, the n- numbers probably prove me wrong, and I don't like them, so I'm biased. But I just don't respect their defense like that. Like Kansas City's defense, and I know it's fresh on our minds, I've always respected their defense. You know what I mean? But I think, them, I just – it's okay. It's good, not great, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I, I agree with that. I think the Patriots, and we can see how the year goes on, but I, I think mm-hmm. that the Patriots – um, it's going to be interesting because this defense doesn't have any stars. I mean, they got a couple corners, um, but other than Hightower, Hightower is their only star where these older pitchers' defenses had a couple stars on them, especially the older ones had about four or five stars on them, where the Patriots last year they changed their best defensive player um, mid-season just because we wanted a big contract. So I, I think I think that is catching up to him because when Hightower went out, it was like there was no playmakers on the field. There was no, no one no one making plays, you know. It was like a regular defense, I guess. Does anybody have any updates on, on how he's doing? Have they come out? Has anybody heard anything about them coming out? With like MRI uh, stuff, or is, have they scheduled one yet? 
I know Eric Berry. I, I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, I think he's done. Not not ACL. I thought it was Achilles. Wasn't it Achilles? I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, Achilles. My bad. Yeah, that that's a horrible injury. That's like a. Uh, it, it doesn't even make sense coming back. They were talking about they're they're just making him part of the coaching staff. So I, I think he'd be better served than trying to battle an injury like that. Like that's even when it's minor, it still sucks. Yeah, hey, I'm. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just, just going back on defense, just just last year, like, New England had the third-ranked rush defense in the league. Uh, they, they always seem to be just, like, in one category really well. I think it's back on the one. Well, what was their um, passing defense? Uh, <laughs> you said passing or coaching? Yeah, passing. bunch of stars that make a bunch of plays and they're yeah, big but don't break yeah. defense. Um they're not flashy but yeah they usually like Kevin said a top ten defense. I didn't even know they were that good last year. Yeah. But they was, they did they did win the Super Bowl. Yeah like, that that's true. There there have been some players that have been star names, but it's not like they go looking for stars. Like they they kinda make their own stars in New England. Like for example, if you could name – I mean, I can't even name four or five guys on the Patriots' defense. I, I probably can't do that. I could probably give you three, maybe four. And then they always have some guy that his last name ends in S-K-I, and he's an all-star for whatever reason. <laughs> well, yeah. but it, 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 it looks like his defense doesn't have that, though, because that, that right. player right. was not yep. on the field. There was no um, heady, heady linebacker that was – Playing coverage in in rushing the quarterback, I definitely noticed that um, that that hunt guy they had, he got torched on a couple of plays. Um, so you know, um, it's it's the NFL. The Patriots have probably gone the longest since they they've made it more um, since they put more parity in the league. But the NFL was made for you to win and then fall off, win, and then fall off, just because of salary cap. If you start winning, people are going to start taking players from your roster and paying them more money. It's just, you know, how it's kind of built. The Patriots keep winning, but I think, especially on that defense, it's starting to show that um, you got to have certain, certain, you know, you can't, Anchor. You can't just, yeah, you got to have something. certain players anchored. Um, well, we get on the we get on. Well, I'm a Ravens fan. I get on the Ravens for their draft picks, and it's just kind of hit me now. But looking at that defense, I know they've drafted players, and and look looking at that defense, I don't even see any any top college players on that defense. And I know, like Kevin said, they do make players because they do. Um, but that's the biggest thing I took from that defense was. 
other than Hightower, I didn't see a recognizable name, and I didn't see something to fear. Um, Gilmore, they signed from the Bills. He looks good, but he doesn't look like a game changer. How much of this do you guys do you guys uh, attribute to maybe the Super Bowl hangover? Because I, I've we've I, we've had these conversations before off off air, obviously, but um, I've also heard other people say the same thing. And then you know, uh, Belichick goes in the kitchen, makes a couple adjustments, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're they're back making plays at the right time like they always do. You guys have any have any thoughts about a um. A Super Bowl hangover, and B, everybody was worshiping them before they came into the season. Oh, the Patriots won the off season again. Uh, they made all these great moves. They got faster. They got younger. Brady's going to play till he's fifty. Like, do you think that maybe sometimes success can be your failure from the fog? You know what I mean? Like that can be your enemy. Do you guys think any of that had anything to do with it? I, does Does Brady and Belichick ever get too high on themselves? I don't. I don't really, as much as I want that to be true, I don't, I don't think it is. Um, I I have to caution myself. Like I said, I really enjoyed the fact that they lost, but I do have to keep mm-hmm. the fact that first game of the season. Um, and New England is just one of those teams that, unlike other teams, they'll make adjustments. Like they won't, Belichick won't allow, like he's just not that kind of coach that goes, hey, it is what it is and we'll just keep trucking. Like he's like, all right, well that didn't work, scrap it. And now, I mean, they literally game plan each week differently for the team that they're going to play. So they don't even call the same – whatever they did for Kansas City, you may not see against New Orleans. Um, I, as far as the Super Bowl hangover, and I could be wrong, I, I had the stat earlier, but I can't find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought New England was undefeated following opening – or following Super Bowl wins and opening game, but I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if that's true, I'm not sure how much of it is the hangover or the fact that Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City balled out. Like, for a team that went down early, and they were down, like, at one point, 17, I think it was, like, 17 to 7. And then mm-hmm. after that point, they just started trading touchdowns. There really wasn't, to be honest, there really wasn't much defense on either team. Um, right. Because New England still put up, what, uh, it was, what, 40 to uh, 20, 28 or 20, 28. I think it was 28 because it was 27-28 at one point, and then all of a sudden I blinked and right. then they were up like 10, 15 points. Right. So I, I, I really think Kansas City just, just outplayed them. Uh, I don't know how that's going to speak into the rest of the season, but Kansas City just looked like a team that showed a lot of resilience for, for being down, for being away, for having a turnover, for – um, given up, I think England went for it on fourth down at one point. Kansas City gave it up, but then their defense kind of tightened up a bit. Um, I, I actually think it has more to do this particular game. I think it has more to do with Kansas City than it does New England. That's my yeah, I I, I, um, I think New England didn't have a terrible game. I mean, they didn't win, but um, they're they're winning for most of the game. They let one get away, um, which they usually don't do. I think that's the first time they've lost after winning that halftime. Um, yeah, they, it was funny. They flashed that stat right before the game, like right during the game. They were like, "Yeah, when when they when they score first, they never lose." Yeah. Right. Well, um, so um, 
you know, you, you got to take one on the chin. It's early. Um, I agree with Kevin. Kansas City, like, some of the big plays they made, um, I want to see them make them over and over again before I, I'm going to say, you know, um, if, um, you so you're not say, crowning them? Yeah, I got to, you know, (laughs) it's great that that running back fumbled and then had the game that he did, but I want to see him have that same performance in week 18. Didn't it look like they didn't game plan for him at all, like by the middle of the game? No, I think think he he made some big plays um, because he was known as a receiving back in college, so I'm pretty sure Belichick, knew he was going to start um, and knew uh, that they throw the running backs a lot. He just made he just made some plays. I, mean, I, I give a lot of credit to Kansas City's offensive line, too. I thought they played a really yeah. good game. They were, right. they were mushing Patriots left and right, and, and they were really moving that defensive line a lot. Like Chris Wong, they, they let him get away. Um, they had him last year. It seems like they needed a player like that, New England, on the outside. It was, yeah. And it might have been Kansas City's line, but the D tackles weren't making any plays. The defensive ends weren't making any plays. Um, and the outside linebackers weren't, weren't really – I'm not saying Alex Smith, but like that play we were saying where he had Kelsey open and then he went back to the running back, that was due to time. If, if, if the pocket was collapsing on him, he would have taken that easy throw. Um, so I think certain people on New England got exposed just because there's no pressure. You know, when there's, when there's no pressure, the quarterback can pick his targets. Um, those, those situations happen. Yeah, I guess we'll see as the, the year unfolds. I mean, it's it's all looking very interesting um, already. Um I'm glad football's back. I didn't realize how much I missed it, so I, I, I got it back. But um, uh, the other thing, do you guys see? I mean, they've got – I mean, they, they had tape on Hunter, you know, before. But do you see him doing this, like, throughout the – I mean, that was what, 200 yards of all-purpose offense? Do you see him – obviously, he's not going to have 200 because that's crazy. But do you guys see him having a crazy year like this, like 15, 1,600 yards for the season? We talking about Kareem? Yeah. Kareem. Yeah. Um, I well, if, I say if they use him the yeah, way they yeah. did, um, I could definitely see him being, uh, you know, in, in top in the league as far as all purpose yards. Um, but again, you know, it's, we've got a small sample size. I've got one game, and now the rest of the league has has tape on him. So. Um, mm-hmm. And so that that'll be really the the true test. Kind of like Trip said, I'm I'd be curious to see him, um, you know, week thirteen, week fourteen after that rookie wall. They always talk about that rookie wall. You know, once you get past those ten, twelve games, it's like, oh wait, there's four or five more left. Um, mm-hmm. That's when that's when you're really tested. So, I mean, if if the way Kansas City's offense runs, they move people around a lot. I, I think he's got a really good shot to to be at least in the in the and all-purpose yards, maybe even maybe even top five. Uh, I mean, what, what, compared with like double-digit touchdowns, I mean, do you guys see that? Because I mean, yeah, I, I, I thought he was sure. going to be nice. I he's got three already. I didn't see. He's already got three. 
That's true. I mean, he's, he's definitely uh, <laughs> 20 percent there already. 30 percent there. He, he reminds me of uh, um, a Stephen Jackson, a uh, big running back with hands who's fast. Um, I I think because of the offense he's in, he's in the perfect offense for his skill set because he can run the ball. He can also catch the ball because they cut Jamal Charles, um, I think, um, who was a starter. Uh, but if you're getting that out of him, and they're going to keep throwing him, they're going to they're going to keep feeding him because he's going to open up Kelsey and um, Tariq Hill. Yeah, um, and they also cut Macklin. I now see why. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, um, you know, so it's it's going to be interesting. I I see him having a big year just because I see him getting the ball a lot in the open field. Um, and then I see them up, being up in games and being able to lean on him to, to end the clock. Because he, he was, he was, uh, he was, he was, um, at the end of the game, he was getting good runs. You know, he, he was, they were moving the ball. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, and really, it wasn't like Kansas City really, school-wise, they blew him out. They really made them look bad because they were going on 90- and 70-yard drives back to back to back, you know, it was repetitive. I've never seen that again. Usually when someone does that against um, a New England, it's because they got a bunch of special team plays and turnovers. But uh, Kansas City was was, was driving the field consistently. Yeah, they were doing what they wanted to do. Yeah, it seemed like in the beginning it was more passing. But, like, those last couple drives, they were just – not just even uh, Hunt, but the other back that was coming in, they were getting five, six, ten yards of a clip, it seemed like. The NFL, the one thing I'll give the NFL over all the other sports, it is entertaining to watch, but until about mid-season, there's no reason to even pick out who's going to make the playoffs. Because I've seen Kansas City have a game like that and then not even make the playoffs. I agree 100%. San Diego, to me, is one of the best examples. I've seen so many years of them start off high. Yes. High. By midseason, you're like, who's San Diego? Who do they right. Yeah. They only they lost three wins. How? Right. <laughs> so that's why I think the one thing that makes NFL game by game must see one, you don't know who's going to win. And two, you really don't know how it's going to shake out until the end of the season. And then you're definitely glued in because it's like make or break. I know Ravens every year, last five games is make or break. I don't care what our record is, you know, last five games, I feel like every year we have to win those. doesn't matter what the situation is or you're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point, and and I agree. I feel like out of out of all the major leagues in the United States, I feel like from a competitive standpoint, top to bottom, I feel like the NFL is, is the most competitive. It seems like every couple of years there's there's a couple of new teams competing for the playoffs. I mean, look at the divisions and how often your division winners change each year. Um, 
and and that really goes into the the, the talent level and that. I mean, obviously the salary cap probably plays part of that too, but um, I, I do think I do think the NFL definitely has a good job of keeping keeping teams relevant and competitive. You know, you're always going to have your your bottom your bottom ten, but man, it just seems like that doesn't that doesn't stay the same team unless you're Cleveland, which you're always going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like they have the opposite plan of the NBA. Like, the NBA is going to super teams and has been going for super teams, where it seems like in the NFL, um, even, Dwayne, you're a Miami fan, you feel like in Miami you have a chance year by year because you can do anything. Where in the yep. NBA, as a, as a Wizards fan for plenty of years, I just knew we were going to lose until we got yeah. John Wall. And still then, you know, you, it seems like in the NBA you got to tank out and get and, and draft top five. Otherwise, you can't really build anything. Do you think that was their their plan, or do you think that's just kind of what happened? Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely what the salary cap does. It, it, it's kind of what it's there for, and that's the difference between the NBA has a flexible one and the NFL has a hard one. Where the NFL, mm-hmm. you can't be over the cap. NBA, they're just gonna find you. Um, where with the NFL, I mean, just think about how good the Patriots would be if they could pay the players the way Golden State's paying their players. They would have mm-hmm. everybody there, you know. <laughs> you know, they've yeah. only had to gotten, you know, the NFL's made that way that you can only keep so many stars um, where the Patriots, you know, they would have they would have kept a lot of players that they gave away or teams overpaid just to, just to get. I, I know as a Raven fan, we use a, we lose a player or two every year because of that. People know do you, how we – Do you think let, – let's pretend the cap for the, for, for the NBA was the same type of cap for the NFL. I don't see them doing that. I don't see Kraft overpaying and paying luxury I, I tax think, no, and stuff no, like no, that. I, I do. I didn't say overplaying players, but the right type of players, they will bring in. Like, you know, I, I can see Malt Dallas. Players. I can see Dallas paying a hundred million dollar luxury tax. Like I could definitely see something. I just I, I couldn't I couldn't picture the Patriots paying a hundred million dollars in luxury tax. Like I just I, I don't know. They, it's weird. But, but maybe it, maybe you're right. It it would have to be the right players. I'm not saying I'm saying Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Mavericks will pay anybody just come there. Where right. Golden State and the Patriots draft and build their players. If they don't have to lose them, I'm pretty sure they want to keep them. I'm okay. not saying they're going to go in the free market and start buying everybody, but they would be able to keep their players and, and have more depth if they were able to match, at least match other people's offers for their players. You know, because it happens with the Ravens. It's why we get complimentary picks every year because somebody's taking a top, one of our top linemen every year. It just, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I could more see the, the page, no, excuse me, the Ravens doing it out of just loyalty um, to the fans. I, I just, I just perceive the Patriots as just not caring 
and if they could get away with not doing it, they wouldn't do it and pay as much. Um, what, what do you think, Kevin? Do you, do you see, like, if they if they had the same um, model as far as the, the salary cap is concerned, do you see the Patriots, like, maxing out and paying $100 million in luxury tax? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like these not, not to call insane. them, not to call them cheap, but like if you remember, I sent you guys that, that, that breakdown of how much Golden State was paying in luxury tax for like the third year. Do you guys remember, do you remember that trip? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're setting it one way. I'm looking at it kind of different. Golden State will pay that because they have um, players, to me, players that have never played together. Like Steph Curry's once-in-a-generation player. Durant's once-in-a-generation player. You 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 let the Patriots draft Jerry Rice, they're never letting him out the building. And they can find whatever, they're never letting the guy out the building. You know, I'm not saying they're going to give it to anybody, but the Patriots are good at drafting, so they're going to hit a lot more than anybody else. They're not going to let those players go where in the NFL now they have to. They're, they're no, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I'm just saying that maybe they so pay a little, little bit more. I just don't see them like, you're aside from Tom Brady, the way I look at it, everybody else can go. That's the way I look at the Patriots. Maybe yeah. that's the wrong perception. I was it just is. trying to—I was just trying to get Kevin's take on what he believes, I, and I'm just going off of what I see. But but can I add one preface? They paid yeah. the top cornerback this year, so from Buffalo, so they'll do it. Their number one yeah. corner was the top I, corner, so they paid the most to get him this I, year. Go ahead, Kevin. I was just going to say, I, I feel like probably they would, and, and the only reason is if that's the way the NFL shifted and if that's the only way to stay competitive, New England is going to do whatever it takes to stay competitive. I mean, anything would. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of a salary cap um, from a standpoint of keeping other teams competitive I mean, if I had to choose to play for a league, I'd rather play in the NBA than the NFL. Um, as far as the hands down in, in contract, yeah, and control of, of my down. career, if I have, I would definitely brand power, influence, all of it. Yeah, all that. Yeah, marketing ability, um, uh, endorsements, everything. But as far as as a fan of of the game and the way it's structured and, and stays competitive. Um, I, I prefer the way the NFL is doing it um, over other leagues. I don't I, I don't want to switch conversations, but to add add where we're going, and I, I agree with both of you. I, I like the NFL model better. We kind of said last season with basketball, we were disinterested until the playoffs started because there's only certain good teams. Do you think it would help the NBA if they added a hard salary cap? Where they can only afford two stars. Ah, oh, man, it it's that's that's a tough one because they're because with with the NFL, I feel like the NFL it really matters about the team. Like, there's something about representing your team and sticking with your team. 
with the NBA, I feel like that is their model, like the player. You know what I mean? And you're and part of let, let me fin- let me finish the thought. Uh-huh. And and part of that marketability, part of that excitement, and I think it's spreading to other sports, is saying we've got a player that's worth a quarter of a million dollars. Like I think that adds something <laughs> something to their to their star power. You know, we have a two hundred and twenty five million dollar player on our team. Same thing with soccer or other sports. We've got the most expensive player in the world. That's almost part of your marketing. You know, it's almost saying like we're the best. Like we know we all know that's not the case, but I think that's almost part of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I, I really wasn't 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 talking to to, to that part. Um because I do agree people use that for marketing and I'm I'm but I'm just saying, do you think the league would be better if every player had a star? Because right now, all the stars, and, and I think it's just going to get more and more, all the stars are going to a certain number of teams. It's going to be like five teams. I I think the league as a whole would be better, or maybe better is not the right word. I think it would be a stronger yeah. league. Um, more competitive. Strong, more yeah, competitive. I think it's a lot more competitive. I think your fan base is that, maybe aren't that big in certain cities because there is no star power would grow if their team actually has potential to make the playoffs and maybe even go all the way. Um, so I, I, I feel like <clears throat> really it's almost in any sport, at least in the States, that if you have those caps, it it just naturally makes the, the league stronger as a whole. But – kind of like what Dwayne was saying, the NBA now is in this direction for so long and, and fans are very much used to this and seems to be they really like these, or at least you're, you're in general fans. I mean, if I'm, you know, if, if I'm a fan of a team that never gets the superstar players, yeah, I would not, I don't like all these teams getting, I know that my team will never have a chance, put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. But if I'm just a, a general fan of the NBA, I have no problem with super teams. That, that I can watch fun basketball and high scoring games and the best players on the same team. That's fun for me to watch. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it it necessarily makes your league stronger as a whole, if that makes sense. Yeah. I I, want to throw out a weird stat though, uh, because major league baseball has no salary cap. Mm -hmm. They have um, higher turnover of winners than any of the other sports. And basketball actually has the, the, the fewest different champions. Like the only, I've heard that stat though. before. I've heard yeah. that stat before. Yeah. Like I, even, I feel even, the biggest difference for baseball, though, is their um, um, – are their um, – oh, man, what are they called? You know, the, the, their, farm, their farm teams. So, like, they can produce – and and build guys up before they they not, they jump on the not team. necessarily, it's, but but what it's like mean? I mean That's NFL and they... ba- ba- uh, basketball has the developed league and football all has practice squads. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, but practice squad you're not playing games every every week. Practice squad you're literally. But you're practicing against the starters. We talking about practice. Yeah. Minor league baseball, they're playing against other minor leaguers. It's not like they're playing against starters. But you're playing a full game. That's all I'm saying. Like, I feel like you rather play a full game than practice against professionals. 
Well, let me ask you this. When, when you were playing football in high school and you were not a starter and you were running across the middle getting hit on every post as a tight end, was that making you better, or do you think you would have been better actually playing games? I, I, with, I with, was, with, with higher quality players. I, I was getting better playing against, practicing against the better players because I would have to, because they were better than me. Whereas when I played people on my same level or lower, like it, 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 it wasn't fun. That's why I stopped playing football. Yeah, but practice is a controlled. I mean, if if I'm on the practice squad and I'm running the practice team, it is, but it isn't. I'm running it's, the same sweep. I'm running it, the same. Yeah, draw. But, but also, also we're, we and we we have to take into account college football players where baseball baseball is not the same as college football where these, these players are now coming in and they, they can play from day one where baseball you can't play from day one in baseball you, you just don't right. you know right. you gotta build and, and get up there so um, it's, it's just an interesting stat because I yeah. think I think the NFL is more interesting to watch even though the same team wins it more often than I think baseball is, even though baseball you see a different a different champion a lot more often. You see different, you know, because basketball, it's like ten teams that won all the championships, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and, and football, it seems like it might be because we lived in the New England era, but New England, it seems like, has, has been winning since for forever. Where baseball, I feel like they've like, been in, like, double-digit champions. Like, right. they've been in double-digit, like, um, Super Bowls. That's, that's just how I feel. I feel like yeah. every other year they're in the Super Bowl. Where, where during our lifetime, and it, it started early, but the Yankees have almost always had the highest payroll. But when have, when's the last time they won a championship? It's probably, it's I, can't, probably, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. It's probably at least been 10 years. Easy. Yeah. Easy. So, you know, it's just. So, what do you, I, hold on. So, what are you saying then? Are you, because I thought I you were know. saying the what salary cap. Okay, because no, I didn't know I what you were saying. <laughs> I said, I, I, I prefaced it with saying, I have a wild stat here. They say it all the time. I'm just throwing it into the question. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of baseball. You know, um, the one reason why is because there's no salary cap and the Yankees take everybody. And I just, I hate seeing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we're down, I feel that that's what the NBA is going to, um, you know, where the NFL, I feel, with a salary cap, and, and I'm not saying they'd work in the other leagues, but, and you kind of said this, and I don't know if it is because of salary cap or not, but there's a, there's a feel that any team could build something in two to three years. You know, she, she, it's almost like you always have hope where but bad like, baseball teams, because I've lived I feel like in a bad the... The, the thing with basketball is I feel like because of there's not as many people involved, so there's only five players versus, um, you know, 11 with football, uh, 11 with soccer. How many is in baseball? I don't even know. Nine. There's not. So it's still almost double digits. That it's one player does so much. Whereas for, for football, unless you're the quarterback, one player can do so much. Soccer is a little bit different. One player can do a lot. 
but still that that remains competitive because of you know they kind of have that football aggressiveness like you really have to play hard with basketball one player can i mean if you like a like a center like Shaq that's like having three extra people on the court yeah you know what i mean yeah, so but I, I, it, think, I think that kind of right. goes against what you're saying cuz now it's like cuz it used to be you got to go see Shaq or whoever was nice to go win a championship and I think that's mm-hmm. why everybody's knocking LeBron. Well, now it's like, wait a minute, you're, you're going to go to other all-stars? Like, what's going on over here? You can't mm-hmm. do it on your own? I don't mm-hmm. like it. I, I, may, I may sound old, and I usually don't try to sound old, but <laughs> I, just really? don't, I just don't like it. I just and, – and I'm not I'm – not, I guess the basketball we grew up on, and even though there wasn't a salary cap, there was a lot different teams. <laughs> where I mean, I, I'm not speaking against what Golden State did or what they're doing. I actually appreciate it because I feel it's like the Spurs they built it themselves. But what Houston's trying to do and Cleveland and Boston's not really doing it yet. But if every off season all you're doing is bringing in bringing in all stars. I don't. I don't feel like you can build a culture there. I feel Golden State has a culture. I feel in, in the NFL culture is way more important than the people you're bringing in. That's why any player can be better. Well, I think the NBA is like who even needs a coach nowadays. That's true. <laughs> you know, That's absolutely true. I still think and, it's important. And, I think no, I still think I it's do, important, but I, I know what you I mean. I do too, but but when the top players are playing together, you know, when they play against a bad team, they're just gonna destroy them. When they play against a good team, it's just gonna be the top players versus the top players, and, yeah. and not and not scheme versus scheme. Where you know, NFL, go ahead. I was just gonna say another interesting thing too, as far as the differences within the sports, like, and and Golden State, and I think San Antonio are obviously kind of uh, different in this analogy, but you look at, you look at the NBA and, and, and like you said, you can get a couple all-stars together and, and they might have some growing pains, but eventually they all start playing. I mean, the, the teams that have just been successful recently have been grouped all-stars together from Miami to Boston to Cleveland now and, and Boston again now and Houston and, and OKC, like, What's interesting is in the NFL, you really can't be that successful unless you draft the right way. You can go and sign, and we've seen this over and over again. You go and sign big-name players. You can go and grab four pro bowlers from different teams, and that has no bearing on whether that team is actually yeah. improved or not. The, the um, cohesiveness is way more important. Yeah. yeah. And from being a Redskins fan, we've done it. We've, we've spent as much money as anyone – trying to just bring players in to get better and it and never works out. Never works out. But now you guys seem to do it right and you're you're right. getting certain players like his a, owner a Crowder. Out the way. <laughs> right. That's like right. like a Crowder <laughs> and Cousins and you know you guys are drafting good. You guys Reed. brought in got the read up. Yeah, yeah, Reed because it's more about your concepts than he is yeah. the actual player. Um, where, you know, in the NFL, not to say it doesn't happen because it does, but when you're really good, 
especially when the Super Bowl, you're usually at the top of your salary cap. You can't then yeah. go and sign the best player out because you're just not going right. the, the money. Where in the yeah. NBA, you can. Like, technically, this year, Golden State was, was trying to recruit people. Like, how is this team recruiting people? You know, Durant came <laughs> and they're like, I'm not going to sign a deal until we figure yeah. out who we can get. Like, no. It, to, to me, it sounds good if you're Golden State, and I'm not saying it because I, I, I'm not a – I'm not saying it because I'm a hater, but I think as a whole league, it's better when, you know, free agents should be for the bad teams that are trying to buy into being talented. You know, yeah, that's, that's where I disagree, though. To that's go with their course. So you feel I feel like you should have to – I feel like you should have to – like, to me, being a great organization, that should earn you the right to, to kind of go out. Actually, I feel like everybody should have the opportunity. I don't feel like I mean, you should ever have to play. But Not I, but really. Like you just said in the NFL, you can't. Your team uh, basically gets deconstructed because of the model. So you're being the, punished the, the for Patriots being great. Because the, 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 the Patriots work their deals right. The Patriots, because they always have enough room. Well, they did. They, they, I mean, they, the, uh, the, the, they I went agree to the Super Bowl and signed a big defensive player and signed a big receiver or trade it for them, you know. Um, but the NFL is set up so you're not supposed to be doing that because as a Ravens fan, I go through it every year. Like, you don't know how many players we lose. Like, we lost our starting fullback because someone else wanted to pay him double the contract. And it's like, wait, stop. We, like, built that guy, and now you're just taking him. Yeah, it, 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 it's bad for my single team, but it helps make a bad organization that doesn't know how to draft better because they can take your player where if the Patriots, again, like I said, could have kept everybody they groomed continuously, they'd win forever. Nobody beat them. I, I disagree with that because everybody I, else I would know. be able to yeah, but I, don't, no, I don't think that I would mean, go that way. They would be good. The Steelers would be I think, good. I think we would model, be good. <laughs> I, think, I think this model helps the Patriots. Like, the, like oh. football, we, we do, we do oh. talk well, because they're smarter than everybody else. And they've got like the uh, best quarterback ever in the game. That that allow that right there, that consistency allows you to do things that other people can't. Like Tom yeah. Brady every year, he pretty much uh, yeah, does I the same thing that, that Durant did. Yeah, the system in New England is very well established, and that's why. I mean, we, we've talked about plug and play. I mean, and we've all seen it. We've seen Brady go to the Super Bowl with receivers that I bet you can't even name right now. Couldn't even uh, name. Right. Have because we have no right. idea who they were, but they go in the system and they do what Belichick says and they win a Super Bowl and they're fine and they're happy. With exactly. Them. Yeah, yeah they that, are. That, and and the Patriots aren't they, aren't blowing aren't blowing everybody out. They're beating you when the game's on the line. And if everybody could keep their nicest players, I mean, at the end of the day, the NFL is a coin toss, man. Like the, yeah, those boys are out there me, playing but, hard. It's yeah, any given but Sunday. But that's good for the product. You want I never said it was bad. I'm I'm just to saying me, change the whole system. I don't think the Patriots yeah. have won that won that many. I'll be honest with you. I don't think that that would go in their favor personally. Why? Because other teams would be able to do what you're talking about. They'd be able to but pay their talent, and the Patriots time, wouldn't be able to do everything that they do. But the Patriots aren't taking other people's talent. Like they they were they were drafting these players every year. They won the Super Bowls. People were were paying like Ty Law left. You know, every year they, they lost players 
because bad teams were giving them huge contracts to come and play for. I they're mean, losing they players, but they're also signing players, Trip. Now they are because they figured it out. But, but at first, the first early years, no. When they, when they used to have the – when they had the teams with Rodney Harrison and Ty Law and, and – um, Brewski. Brewski and Tom Brady and, you know, they even brought Randy Moss in, like, they those teams were always at the top of the cap room and they were always losing players, but they've always been nifty and that's when and you've noticed it now they don't really sign no one unless you fit into their system. They don't care who you are, you know. Because mm-hmm. I remember when Adelius Thomas left Baltimore and signed like a eighty million contract with them, and I was like, how? Like you guys are already better than us. But but um, but the point I wanted to make was. I like that system, though, better than I like where I feel like right now the NBA is kind of held hostage by LeBron. If he goes here, this happens. If he goes here, that happens. If he, it's like I don't really, you know, I don't feel one player should have that much control. I just, mm-hmm. if I was a player, yes. But as a fan, no. I, I, I kind of don't like watching the NBA because of LeBron. Yeah, but you, but you kind of don't count. Because of the way we we all have kind of disqualified ourselves because we don't think like the average fan, based off what the average fan and the numbers say, the fans love that. Look at well, look at Jordan. I think, Which I, way are we I, going? think I think I think though. I I agree with you, but the problem with that is LeBron to me is on his descent. I know I know we've argued <laughs> about this. He's on his descent. It's, it's, we're turning okay. them are going to be the, the fun boys to love and everyone, you know, because they're the clean-cut guys. There's so many clean-cut people that are going to be running around with Golden State jerseys in these next few years. I'm not going to say we're going to forget about LeBron, but to me, LeBron's done. Especially he lost Kyrie, he's done, he, you know? Well, I saw, I saw something today about Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Isaiah's hip injury could be worse than they anticipated. Um, so, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Those those damn hip injuries, man. <laughs> but but he, he came out and said he didn't even want to trade. Like he didn't yeah. want to go to Cleveland. Right. Nobody right. wants to play yeah. with LeBron. Um, yeah. I, and I, I I wonder too, Trip. To be honest with you, I just wonder how long the NBA can sustain this. Um, the, on on the way that their 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 trajectory, if you will, with they I mean, they, they can money. sustain it. Go ahead. They can yeah. sustain it as long as they have players as great as LeBron and Curry and guys like that. As long as they can produce but, the, those type of players, they can yeah. keep going. I, but, <laughs> but, you but, know, if you don't have those type of players, it's not going to work. Do you think the NBA is better designed for the – I don't want to – I don't know a better term, but the, the non-loyal fan. And so, And so what I mean is, Football so much is attached to cities. And, like, yeah, every once in a while you'll get, you know, kind of your average football fan. Well, basketball used to be like that. Yeah. I say used but used to. You use the word used to. I'm saying now it's – Yeah. I'm just saying it's – yeah, go ahead. Well, well, and and I guess I'm going to agree with you. I don't think basketball is not loyal. They just change the loyalty to players and not cities. Well, right, you know. right, exactly. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. So, so I'm they're, they're still loyal, but teams. they're more about the players. My kind of problem the organization. is well, but, people, but that's, that's kind of my point too, Trip. And you were saying 
if if the loyalty is now to the players, what happens to your teams that don't have the players? Right. How, how um, are they going to keep filling seats? How how are they going to you know? Why would I go and buy merchandise from a team that literally never produces an all star, or if they do, he's on the bench or some guy I don't know? Right. When I can go and watch Curry drain sixty foot three pointers from behind yeah. the back. Yeah, and, and and that's what um. And and I, I might be stepping out of bounds on this. That's what I think for soccer or 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 European football. Um, why? As a <laughs> Please stop saying that. <laughs> Do it again. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I can't now. Um, I think the reason why it doesn't have a lot of traction in America is because it's too top heavy, where you're only really watching. We're in America. Like we like conflict. We're you know, we're 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 a country of underdogs. So everybody wants to feel like they're the underdog and when you take that to me when you take that away from them and we'll see how the NBA goes, like and, and what Kevin's saying, like how how are you gonna be on a team in in even Milwaukee who has a team that's coming up? But you can have that team coming up when you know the other team's just going to blast you out the water, I don't – to me it doesn't – every in the NFL, almost every team – well, every team does have stars that are marketable. Where in the NBA, it's getting to a point. Yeah, yeah. Just by discussions, we're all talking about where all the major stars are going to congregate, where there's going to be yeah. a lot of markets where they don't have stars just because the NBA is spending all their money on these certain players, LeBron and and, yeah. and, and company. Um, you know, when the NBA, like, when we were coming up, the third score you kind of knew it was kind of an all right player on each team, where now, yeah. like, there's, yeah. there's rosters. I don't even know a single player on that. Well, and you know, gr- coming up – when we were coming up too, like, okay, everybody knew the Bulls, everybody knew Jordan, right? And everybody knew, you know, you had Stockton and Malone, but you were able to root for teams like the Supersonics. They had players that, you know, could, yeah. could ball. You had Trailblazers. You had um, – you, you just had teams that maybe they weren't the same marketability as Jordan, but it was competitive. Like, yeah. I mean, you had guys that – obviously Jordan's the best, and, and you know, at, during that era – but you definitely had some guys that, you know, were, that were, were really skilled, and it was—it just seemed like it was spread out a lot more when, when we were coming up, and and it made it to where, hey, maybe my team does have a chance. And the thing is, everybody wanted to beat the good teams. Like when yeah. we were coming up, I, I wanted my team to beat Chicago. That way, I could brag about beating Chicago. Right. And not, I want my favorite player on my team to go join Chicago. Right, and that, that's what I'm saying. The American culture feeds off that a lot more, um, and and we'll see how the numbers go. But I, I and I know Baltimore is a big football town. The first preseason game, I think they said in this area, three million people viewed it. I know I went to a certain part of town. Well, people in, in Baltimore. I went to Fells Point to watch the game. We couldn't find a parking spot, so we had to right. take point um Canton. We drove yeah. around for 30 minutes, couldn't find a parking spot, and had to go to Fed Hill because it was that many people watching preseason. You yeah, know? I like I like Where both. NBA's I, not I really getting any it. of that 
any yeah. nobody nobody's looking well. well do you, I think, do you I think, think do you think that 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 that's maybe a part partly because bang for your buck there's less games so you have to it's not like the the, the NBA where it's like oh it'll it'll be on every right. night. That's you don't think point. that maybe that's that has point. something to do with it too? Uh, I would say it probably it probably has some to do with it. I, I think you're right on that. The fact that you're I mean if, the NBA season, I mean there's a hundred games if you put playoffs in it. Right. I mean it's I just, I just don't put as much value on 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 NBA games. Preseason I barely will watch the regular season. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I yeah. I agree with that for sure. And um I and I also think that um, NFL teams do better at catering to their cities where their stadiums are. Like, um, NBA teams, you can go to the arena, and that's great. But once you leave the arena, it, it's like, all right, and then, like, we all go to our car and we leave. But there's yeah. not every single bar on that street where the arena is is full. Every, I mean, I, I think Baltimore has a really – I really like their setup a lot when I went for that preseason game. I mean, people were tailgating blocks and blocks away. Every bar was, you know, purple everywhere. And and there's there's a lot of cities like that. Pittsburgh is another one. Um, Philly's one. You know, the Redskins are not because they're in a parking lot somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Landover. And I'm going to come in on your thunder. The Redskins have had great ticket sales right. because of their right. culture. Even yeah. though they haven't won, because you guys right. kind of know, okay, next year, okay, yeah. okay, next year. They haven't won since, like, the 80s, but, and I know from talking to people. Now, no, 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 no disrespect. No disrespect to your franchise, Kevin, but I've been to Redskins games, and, I mean, there's just a lot of rich people there. Like, there's a lot of disposable. Like, like I mean, they're, they're there with furs on. Like, I, yeah, I, like not, I see huge diamond yeah. rings. I think DC it's hard to gauge because there's so much damn money. Yeah, I'm gonna go to this game because everybody else is there. It's like a, it's like a runway. When when I went there, I was like, is this like a football game or? Well, you know, I, it's just like you bring up a good point because it didn't used to be that way when it was an RFK, really? which was a smaller stadium. Yeah. RFK was only sixty thousand people, but it mm-hmm. was. It was it was fans like RFK mm-hmm. used to shake like they used to shake the the uh, the bleachers it, it was that crazy at RFK but now they made FedEx Field they made this huge stadium which they had to start removing seats which I just think is hilarious when you when you build this this gaudy stadium and look at all the seats we have and then quietly you start removing them because you're not going to sell out um, I mean I, I've been to FedEx and I didn't. It's so big that it just doesn't even feel like, like you said, it's like you can get distracted. I remember, I remember just watching, trying to watch the game, but I'm so distracted at everything else going on. I'm like, all right, this isn't even this is the weirdest thing as well. But when I went to the Ravens Stadium, you know, it's a little it was bit about small. football. Well, and and everybody, like I said, it, it just reminded me of RFK because everybody wanted to watch the game. Like the reason mm-hmm. we're here is to watch the game. It, it um. Atlanta's like that a lot. Like I went to last year, I went to the Redskins Atlanta Falcons preseason game. First of all, half the stadium were Redskins fans because now Atlanta's become that hub. Just everybody's nobody, moved, yeah. From nobody's from Georgia <laughs> there anymore. Yeah. Um, That's funny. But but most of the people for Atlanta were taking pictures. They were walking around. No one was watching the game. And I remember thinking, this mm. is the weirdest thing. This, yep. this beautiful stadium. But really, 
And like uh, Dallas is like that. I've heard Dallas yeah. is really yeah just just to be seen. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. So but, there's but, definitely some stadiums that do that, uh, or or that don't don't feed into that local area as well. But I do think there's more. I mean, the NFL has a team literally owned by a town. Yeah. And, and then almost almost every team has some sort of history that 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 people can right. can live on, where um, I'll, I'll think the NBA pushes that as much. And and yeah, they 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 do push the player. They come out and kind of said it. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this. Did you hear the the Houston uh, Rockets owners trying to sell the team, and there's a buyer. You know how much he's willing to pay for for the Houston Rockets? How much? I I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> hey hey, I wish I, I I still have it on file. Our first debate, Dwayne. Uh, this was one of the because you said no team would sell past the Clippers. He's gonna buy it for two point two billion dollars. <laughs> oh my goodness! How do you even Jeez. like? How do you write a check? Like, what do you even? I don't even know how you uh, them. It's a, it's so, a combination so of fun. Well, well, call, that... me, call me when it happens, okay? I don't want to hear about what it. Well, the, the, guy that was supposed, <laughs> the guy that wanted to buy it was supposed to buy it 21 years ago. when The, the guy who owns it now bought it for, in the 90s, bought it for $90 million. Now he's about That's to sell it for $2.2 billion. And the guy who, who went against him and didn't buy it in the 90s is the same guy who's trying to get it now. I think he's worth, like, a little over three billion. Uh, so I think the deal's pretty much done. Um, I thought you guys would have heard about that, but now yeah, nah, now, I didn't hear nothing about that. Now it looks like an NBA franchise is worth around two billion. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like. That's what because uh, the the they have well, uh, somehow surpassed NFL until we, until the the deal gets signed. We'll say it's rumored. Well, but, for, for, but yeah, for I mean, you, for these, you, these values are crazy. I, I have to say how they're pricing them, how how they're because cause the owners are also saying that they don't get much money like on the yeah, daily stuff. If right. you get it on the equity, which I don't believe, but I mean, we have the numbers you, you that know, we have. You know, you know what I think it is. Um, what that guy Martin Scarelli who bought the um, the Wu Tang album for yeah. a million bucks, yeah. like. He said it, and of course you know what happens. Rich people always buy odd stuff just to say, I got this. I'm one of the only yeah. ones that got it. Yeah. I yep. think that's all sports competitions is. Not just America, just in the world. I can stay in this lane. You can say, I own, I own this team, you know, and I think they're going to bring you, you know, $100 million, which to a billionaire is nothing. But if right. you own any team, you'll probably at least make a hundred million. The good teams, you know, you might you might make a billion. But I I wish I could look at those uh, audit numbers, those books, of, uh, those, those books of ticket sales yeah. and concessions and jerseys, because they never let that stuff out for real. Nah, nah. Um, and the taxes, the taxes on that stuff, like <laughs> those books are chopped up, like the highest quality dope on the street you could imagine. The food, you know, the food is. You know, the food is. Well, that's yeah, and that's that's a really good point. That's it's just yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to see what the NBA is going to look like in ten years, and and 
and if, if they can yeah, sustain Yeah, I think, I, I think they're kind of, to me, they're winning off the legacy of the players we rooted for. Yeah. Where are these players still going to be able to carry the same legacy for the league that they came into? Because... Yeah. And and I and I'm not blaming LeBron, but I'm a I'm a mark LeBron's career as the start where the players took over, or when the players knew they were in control. It's going to a, it's going to a way where it's getting really top heavy. I mean, I'm lucky that the Wizards kind of have a young squad. Yeah. But if I was in Orlando, I mean. Uh, Atlanta looked all right, but you know, like you have to now. Even even being a Wizards fan, it's like we need another great player. Right. Forget the two great players we have. We need a third <laughs> great player. Like I'm not even. I hate saying that out my mouth. Um, but you know, we'll see. It might track. work. It might work because we do have a lot of bandwagoners, and you know, if everybody can go to the game together and cheer for the same couple of teams. People might do it. That, that's that's kind of how it works in Europe for soccer. I got a side question to throw out. Uh, what's what's going on with the big three? I haven't heard anything in like weeks. It's over. Like, are they still, are they still yeah, playing? Or the season, okay, the season's over. No, it was only like what, eight nine games. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a summer it's a summer thing. And who won? Who won the? Their I don't season? know. Their their championship was during the same weekend that uh, the Mayweather fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad timing. Yeah. Yep. Bad timing. <laughs> well, well, actually, actually, and I don't know what happened. Ice Cube had said this. They had rented out um, whatever center in Las Vegas before Mayweather uh, did the McGregor fight. And in yeah. the press conference, they said it was going to be at that arena, but Ice Cube already had it rented out. He said they were working on some stuff behind the scenes, but they definitely got paid off that. Oh, yeah. To move oh, to a different yeah. arena. He was trying to get Mayweather to, like, donate or something. But I, Ice Cube, I mean, because he's in the industry, he, he continues to get stars to come out. I feel like as long as he can get stars to show up, like we were talking about, like you guys were talking about with Dallas and D.C. and Atlanta. Yeah. People yeah. just like to show up to events to see people, take pictures of them, say they were there, see who else was there. Like that's they, kind they of the really, American they really, like, they really like to go to those just to be seen. They like to right. go even better. Right. You can look, look so, I'm here. Selfie heaven. And, and, and yeah, to me, these big threes, especially watching them, seeing how certain people are sitting so close and everything to the court. They're trying to, they're trying to me, and, and this might be abstract to me, they're trying to bring that street ball feel to, um, 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 That's to the I don't want to say, I don't want to say middle America, but to uh high class America where people want to be seen, you know, that scene, because, Street basketball, big tournaments in the hood, that's where you're only going to get seen. So, you know, everybody's there. Everybody goes there. Half, you know, when I played basketball, half the people at the court were just there because that's where everybody was meeting up at, where I feel yeah. like the big three for the summer where people can go on vacations and stuff is what they're trying to model that after. Because watching the product, 
it's like regular street basketball. Like, you know, I feel like one of those old N1 teams could go and give give any of those teams problems. It would work. Um, it would work. Like, the professor. Yeah, like, they don't want to see the professor. They don't want to, like, uh, the one dude main event back in the day. I had to stop watching, and I know you guys can criticize as much as you do, much as you want, and you can. I had to stop watching when I didn't see at least one super move with a dunk. Like, these guys can't even dunk anymore. They need to hang it up. I thought they'd at least be able to finish in the air, but they're, they're finishing like me and you. I'd rather watch me and you play right. away. Yeah, and, right. Um, yeah. A lot of Harrington. Which I thought I was good. Like, I'm telling you, look, Go and I'm not even I'm not even trying to knock anybody, but it really kind of felt like I was watching the WNBA where there's a lot of layups. <laughs> yes. A lot of well, hey, You bite your and tongue. That's some quality ball those ladies are playing out there, Kevin. Look, it is. No, it, no. It, it, they play great basketball. Great fundamental, clean, basketball. A lot of chest passes. I, yes, I agree with Kevin. Like, it is a better grade of basketball, which that's what first brought me in. It's a higher class, and that's why Kevin's equating it to women's basketball because women's basketball is a higher class of fundamentals. Yeah. They play better basketball than the NBA does. Yeah, they do. And, and, and I stated that's why I'm going away from the NBA, and I watch way more college because the fundamentals are just so terrible. Like so many people travel. It's, it's incredible um, mm-hmm. that I thought they would win but to win, and you guys said it, you've got to have some, you know, like there's no, like, no-look crazy passes where someone almost fell. You know, no one is doing the hesitation so hard you had to rewatch it twice. It, it reminds you know? me of a presidential debate, like where they, they meet before <laughs> the cameras go on, and they're like, hey, guys, let's not do anything out of control here, okay? We right, right. We all want to be respectful and upright by the end of the game. And you know that's what it is. I mean, and that's cool, but um, but I think I think Kevin Tripp did sell it sell it sell it to us on the, in the beginning about not the excitement of the basketball, but of the um the circus factor. Circus is like a bad word because that implies class. No, no, it the, is, no, that's perfect. It's the new summer circus. <laughs> People are going to see each other. You know, the basketball is kind of the main event, but it's like the elephant walking around. And then, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else is because the stars are walking around, the players are walking around, at least 10 whole They had, they had are NBA be. players there, too, like current NBA players. Yeah, like, a lot Art of them. I was like, I right. was like I'd go just to say I was sitting by Art. Right. That's, I, but that, I think that's all it's going to be. And I think he's going to continue to be able to pull them out, you know, even if he's giving them money just to come during the summer where they're not doing anything anyways. Plus, a lot of those players want to be there to be seen anyways. Um, but there was one loser. I will say that. After everything, I say there's no – for the most part, there's no loser, but there was one Allen loser. Iverson. Allen <laughs> Iverson lost. His career yeah, is forever tarnished. Fail. Because of yeah, it was, it was sad, yo. I'm not going to lie. It kind of hurt my heart watching AI. I was like, this isn't, mm. this isn't happening. Yeah. He should have practiced more. <laughs> Somebody call him and tell him 
Maybe he should have been practicing. He should have scratched. Like he, I felt like we it, did. I don't see it. He really, he really kind of walked on the court like, yo, I'm, I'm about to be AI again. And like, right. he, was, he was like, whoa, wait a minute. Everyone's running real fast. Everyone's like, it's almost like he wanted everybody to slow down. Like, whoa, calm Right. And, and There's rocket ships out there. And then Abdul Raul Raheef, whatever his name is, looks 98. He looks like Moses out there with a gray beard. He's putting up like 25, 30 points, and Allen Iris is struggling to get a shot off. I'm like, oh, like I can't, I can't. If I had taken my child there, you know, I would have cried. If I had a son, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna show you why. Look away, Autumn. He'd have killed, he'd have killed Kyrie. He'd have killed Kyrie. Come on. Come his big three. We're going to watch this. And then right. you see that, I'd have cried. Then, then, you would have, then you would have had to, like, explain it. Like, well, keep in mind, you know, they are older. And uh, this is a little right. different. It's three on three. And it's not uh, – we all would have had to dance around it because it would have been embarrassing for all of them. I, honestly, when I saw him play, because that was kind of the biggest draw, honestly, when I saw his first game and he was just out there kind of slowly moving and then by halftime was coaching, I lost a lot of interest, yeah. you know, because I thought he was going to give me a, a enough energy, right, to watch it. But you know, I, I don't even know what was going on. I mean, that's a good example of if you don't take care of yourself, what happens? Definitely, you're a wild guy. <laughs> I can't even focus. <laughs> he lost too, and I know this is getting crazy. Tom Brady lost. She did have Edelman. If you have Edelman, <laughs> did you did you get my text? Yes, they won. <laughs> oh, poor Tom. What? <laughs> you can't send stuff in show like this. <laughs> this is why we need to have the show on YouTube so we can put this stuff up. Oh, well, well, again, um, the that's internet, what I was talking about. The internet certain shows and stuff, we, if we put, like, pictures and memes to it as we're talking. Uh, yeah, but we'd, we'd, have to, we'd have to time it right, too. Uh, no, because we it's going to live forever on, on, on YouTube. That's, no, he's talking about putting the image up at the right time. Yeah, yeah, no, um, you, you can edit that. I think even on YouTube, because I, I was kind of looking at it. Yeah, there's, there's a video on editor on, on YouTube you can do. And I, I think I think you can kind of move the slides through. Um, you'd probably have to add it in at a certain point and then take it back out. I, I was just going to put a bunch in and then just let them rotate continuously. Like funny ones, like maybe pictures of our phones. Like you know what I'm saying? Pictures of cars like driving around. I don't know. You know that's terrible, Kevin. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> the internet. The internet. The, the internet, internet is uh, undefeated at this point. It's definitely undefeated. <laughs> what if what if God sees up there just making memes just so people would be more humble? Because it seems like if you do anything great, a meme's coming. A meme that's going to make you look crazy is coming. 
Like, like the Michael Jordan crying face meme is the greatest. I can't look at Michael Jordan ever again. Because when I do, I just think he's about to start crying. Like, even, like, even the old films where he's dunking on somebody and he's looking, I immediately go to, like, the crying Jordan face. Because I've seen it so much in so many different pictures. Like, yeah. the internet definitely is undefeated. Mm. On the funny stuff. All right, guys. Did you guys want to keep going? Did you want to um, yeah, wrap it up it. now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, final thoughts for me. Uh, thank you to the Chiefs. Keep on trucking. Um, hopefully, uh, this is uh, where it ends for Tom Brady here. I think he's done enough. Um, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, final thoughts. I want to echo everything you just said. I think it's and I feel like we need Tom Brady pouting to take over the Jordan Mean. That's got to be – we've got to get that That's out. That's got to be the goal for 2017-18. You should start the campaign, Kev. What about um, you, Tripp? Yeah. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a third. Um, more Brady Means. I think that 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 would be great for everybody. Um, yeah, but that's that's only because of your Stockholm syndrome that you want that trip. It's different. Yeah, yeah. I, we don't like well, the motive. <laughs> yeah, it, it it started with Duke. Duke, Duke. I used to hate him, and then I started loving him. You know, Yo, that, do you like hilarious. do you like what's his name from Duke? What's his name? The guy that trips everybody. What's his name? Oh, the the white guy. Um, yeah. I, you know, I can't stand that dude. You know. All he does, um, I, 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 I know this sounds crazy. These last couple of Duke teams, I really haven't liked watching, especially okay. since he's been on the team. Um, yeah. Not as much uh, explosion in the guards. Um, you know, he's been a good guard, and the other guard with him, they've been good, but they're not my type of players. No, nah, they're, they're, they're not the old Duke guards. Yeah, I think now the, the the Duke style of play um, is more with um, Kentucky. Those type of players are going other places and aren't going to Duke anymore. So uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what type of players Duke continues to get. Even though I think they got a top one coming in now. Um, um, you know, because it used to be you had to go through college – and we dragged an episode on. It used to be you had to go through college basketball to get into the NBA. Where now, like Zion hasn't played a day in the NBA in, in college, and he's already a top pick. So, yeah, the marketing engine, it's here. I'm yeah. I'm fascinated to see what Lamelo does because watching his AAU basketball. Well, there's there's two ways to look at it, and I'm just gonna look at it the way that I normally see it. I see a kid that launches whatever he – dude, he had 92 points the other day. Do you know how many shots you got to take to get 92 points in the game? At least 40. I bet you Westbrook knows. shooting three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just – like I'm watching his shot, and he's got arguably an even uglier shot than um, Lonzo. Yeah. He's got the weirdest game, and he's about 100 pounds. I know he's still in high school, and he's going to hopefully develop. I'm I'm curious to see – because when you go to college, they're not going to let you shoot 45 times a game. I don't care what, look at how good you are. You go to, I mean, well, I'm going to go to UCLA. 
Well, he might not even be going to college now. What do you mean? He has a shoe deal. Uh, are you saying he's not going to go pro? You can't be in college and have a shoe deal. He's the first high schooler with a shoe deal. Yeah, it's his dad, but he's the official first high schooler with a shoe deal. You can't be in college and have a shoe deal because you're, you're an can, amateur. Can he, put the, can he put the shoe deal on hold, though? Is that Because, I mean, it can't disqualify him yet, right? I see, he's not I see, under their, their guidelines. I see, I seen um I seen a, a a clickbait thing on it, but there's an interview about it because he just dropped it, and so that was one of the questions. Mm-hmm. He says he yeah. doesn't care. He says he doesn't care. He's gonna do what he wants, which I understand well, because he doesn't need college. He could he could go play in the three up big three on three for a year, <laughs> go to the NBA, and still yeah. get drafted in the same. Or he could go to Europe. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very very curious to see how that all develops with with the the ball family and all this because you know they got their TV show like they're they're on cloud nine and you, and you guys did already you, know. Did you see their TV show? I haven't watched the TV show. I just see little clips that pop it's up a on social media. It's a winner. They're they're in team, that show is a winner. Whoever whoever they got um, editing it, um, you know because. I don't even know what type of show you guys will think it is, but it's a family show. It's like the Kardashian. It's the NBA Kardashian. Right. It's all in right. the family lives. Um, and I'm just curious. I'm not like, saying they see? made it up because they didn't, yeah. but the mom had a stroke, so it's her mm-hmm. whole struggle. It's the kids' struggle with that, plus where they're going. Plus, I'm just, I, yeah, I'm always fascinated. Mello got a Lambo. You know, that's crazy. It's all crazy. Yeah, it's I'm I'm just always fascinated by shows that literally follow a family around and we all sit and watch other people live their life. I, I'm always fascinated I, by that. I can't I can't do it personally. I can't do I mean, it either. I, I, I would rather support them than the Kardashians because like Barbara Walters said, what exactly do you guys do? Right. But <laughs> I still can't I can't do it. I mean that was Barbara Walters was gangster for like a day. Yeah. That. But but it was a good question. Like, what, what exactly is it that yeah. we're watching? You know, yeah, I, it, I, they do I know something. You know, I. TV. Yeah. Go ahead. I yeah, we all don't watch reality TV. I'm. No. We're trying to get. We're all three trying to get our own reality shows. Um, if I had a platform, I would. I'd campaign against reality TV. Like that's how strongly I, I feel against my them. own reality show. To be honest, I, uh, I've seen I too many people jump on a reality show and then they're trip. You it. deserve a reality show. You definitely trip. <laughs> you, you deserve one. I think <laughs> nine and Kevin's would be uninteresting. It's yours, very boring. I might watch yours, and I'm against I would all watch, reality shows. I would watch yours. <laughs> it, my, it, it wouldn't even be, be well. I would be doing stuff like like. Okay, uh, uh, <laughs> wouldn't you, be doing you, know, you and Fox. Fox Trotter kisses. I mean, come on, it'd be a good show. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys know how, how life is for me. I go out with Jessica and Julie. That's when I sent you that picture of Alyssa because she met us there. Yeah. Out there, smoking a cigarette, this guy comes up and says, "Hey, black guy, let me get a Newport. I know you got one." And I'm like, I can't. You know, saying it, but I know it's you a know black what guy the funny saying thing it. Is, trip. You know what the what just hit me when you said that? The white guy 
he literally sounded like you. Like you would do that kind of shit. Like you you would go up to people and be like, hey white guy, give me a cigarette. Intoxicated, yes. Sober, no. So now that I don't really get intoxicated anymore. Yeah. It's just I remember and don't then, you remember when we were at the bar we were at Arundel Mills and you like walked over to a table and started eating their fries? Of course it was no. a table full of people but it was no, I, don't but, I don't remember it but i believe it i, oh, you were there, I, don't, I don't know why i don't remember it either but i believe it i think i started yeah. talking like, to them and when you they, they like, weren't eating them around their shoulders you're like hey guys what's going on and they were like <laughs> and he was like oh some fries and they were like, do you want some? like Sweet. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes i do remember that right. and i was hungry you know and, and it's the reason why I started this podcast. I'm a people person. People love me. Not love really? me. No. <laughs> I'm a people person, and people are attracted to me. Let, let me say that. Okay, better statement. I think more is brought out. Don't forget how I never know. Uh, I'm not going to go put that in there, but, you know, I never know how it's going to turn out. Nowadays, I mean, that same night someone else said something to me. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I do think I know what it is, but whatever. It's funny. To listen, man, listen. Th- that that one, my favorite one, and I know we're trying to end the show here, but it was when we were we were in Baltimore and we were driving without windshield wipers. Do you remember that? And the bum with no shirt was trying to give you advice about your life, and he had no shirt and no shoes. That was <laughs> That was the best one for me. Like, this man has nothing, and he's, like, trying to help you out. Like, oh, well, why, why would you drive with no windshield wipers? That's yeah. crazy. He's <laughs> trying to get me to steal milk carts with him. Like, grab favorite. a couple and come with me. And I was like, what? <laughs> my, uh, my favorites are always, like, the older white people that want to correct you on something. Something they random. They They're they just do. like, uh, Listen here, know. Sonny Jim. Listen here, buddy. <laughs> well, that's what I felt about that call yesterday. I was like, what? Who is this? And he was just attacking me. And I'm like, yo, you're with those people. That's why I handled it so calm. Like, y'all all just know where to find me. Like, there must be like a memo out. Like, let's get this guy. Let's turn him up. And, and, you know, I'm not. When I was younger, you guys were witness to when I lost it. I vowed never to lose it. These people aren't going to get me out of my uh, out of my cool demeanor anymore. I'm just going to pay hey. no mind. That's right. Move it. But there you go. Note, on that note, um, let's end it. <laughs> no more. Hey, glad San Diego. <laughs>